Christmas. Unfortunately, Pastor Bruce is under the weather, so he is not going to be with us this evening. So I apologize you can get stuck with, with me this evening. Um, let us have a word of prayer. Dear God, we just thank you for this Christmas Eve, this night that you gave your son to be born for us so that eventually we may be saved from our sins when he dies on the cross. We just thank you that we're able to gather together, worship and praise your holy name. Amen. Can we have the lighting of the candles, please? Please stand and join in singing O Little Town of Bethlehem, number 141 in your hymnal. I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong side. I would like to thank my wife. My wife, she, she made me this little cheat sheet last night and without it I'd be lost. So thank you very much. But I'm, I'm still lost because I'm on the wrong side. That was this morning's service. If you'd like to sing that song, it's on YouTube. You can go back and watch it. Uh, so we will, we will be singing 123, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
Please be seated. Uh, as far as announcements, I believe next week is a oil anointing service at all three churches. I believe that's all we had on the uh, announcements last week. Are there any other announcements for any of the three churches next week or in the future? There are none. We will have the Shukowski family come up and have her lighting of the advocate. of faith, which will be Psalm 96, verses 1 through 13. It'll be, on, it'll be a responsive reading, and the words will be on the screen behind me. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Slender and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. Bring offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound, and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant, and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Please be seated, and will the children come forward and gather on the steps for the children's message, please. 
Yeah, there's Eminem, and there's a little story about the M on Eminem <coughs> about Jesus being born. So if you can take a look at that story. Oh, you know what? I'll let you pick what kind. There's different kinds of Eminem. <coughs> and another elf bought sweet thin guys. I'll have to do that one really soon. for you is to praise your name, <clears throat> worship you, and thank you for all the blessings you bestow on us as we worship the birth of your son Jesus on this Christmas Eve. And we're all excited about the gifts in the morning, but we, we know that you gave us the greatest gift of all when you sent your son to be born and eventually died on the cross for all of our sins. And we cannot thank you enough for that, Lord. And on this Christmas Eve, we, we ask to help us be light to others. As, as Nate read in the Advent lighting, reading and calling, said in the children's message that we should be a light for Christ to others. Help us be that light, Lord, as we sometimes don't know how to do that. And on this Christmas Eve, we, light, we lift those up that may be in some darkness, as some people may not Feel the joy of Christmas as we are feeling here today. And we pray for our country and our military, our law enforcement, our first responders. Pastor Bruce, as he's under the weather, Lord, please provide healing for him. At this time, if there's a name you'd like to lift up this Christmas Eve, please do so. spoken, all the names in our heart that were unspoken, all the unspoken prayer requests we have in our heart you know. You know what each name that was lifted up needs in their lives, Lord, and we ask you that your will be done in their lives. And we ask this as we recite the prayer that you've taught your disciples so long ago. 
your gift of a Savior on that night long ago, we remember that there were some who said, there's no room, and others responded, come, we'll make room. As we bring our gifts to your altar, which group will be the best fit for each of us? Help us give with a heart of abundance and not one of scarcity. On this holiest of nights, let us dwell with those whose chorus is, come, we'll make room. Remem remembering your abundant love for us, in the name of our Savior and Redeemer, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> and for those of you that don't know, uh, that's my wife, Tiana. That's our three kids that just sang. Uh, Alex, Taylor, and Sydney. And I want to thank them because when we, we got word Friday that Dr. Rose was feeling well, I kind of jokingly said, Taylor, hey, you going to sing for Christmas? And she's like, sure. Sydney, so, she thought like she was going to participate in about 10 o'clock this morning. So, they're like, we're sitting in her church tonight. She's like, what? So, thank you. So, tonight I want to start by sharing the lectionary gospel reading, which is Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through, 4, uh, 1 through 20. Just want to do that because without the gospel reading of, of the birth of Jesus kind of doesn't feel like Christmas to me, but that's excellent what I'm going to preach on. But here the word of the Lord. In those days a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy. For all the people to you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was, a, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, and it had been told to them. The word of God for the people of God. So the lectionary scriptures that are provided 
they kind of, they usually have a psalm, one from the Old Testament, one from the Gospel, maybe one from the New Testament. Now, lectionary text from the Old Testament is what I'd like to speak on. And it's from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. And when I read this text, you have to keep in mind that when Isaiah wrote this, it was 700 years before Christ was born. So Isaiah 9, chapter, two, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in the land of deep darkness on the light has shined. You have multi multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exalt when dividing plunder, for the yoke of their burden, and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots on the on, of the tramping warriors, and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he was named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So here we have Isaiah talking about the birth of the Son coming to us 700 years before that. So when it comes to this Christmas season and the traditions, each of us probably enjoys something different. For some, I know Paul, he loves hanging the Christmas lights from the, from the house up to the, to the, uh, the driveway. He was talking to me about hanging last week with a big smile on his face. Not there. Uh, some of us watch TV specials. How many watch Hallmark movies from Thanksgiving to, to Christmas? In our house, since our kids were little, we read towards the night before Christmas, before we go to bed on Christmas Eve. And then when we get up in the morning, we sing, well, they sing a song, I listen, uh, in the morning before we open presents. And we've done that ever since Taylor was old enough to talk. And then from Thanksgiving through Christmas, you have all those wonderful Christmas songs on the radio. And we're talking tonight about the light of Christ, but without light, without darkness, there's no light. So unfortunately, there's still darkness in the world. Most of these songs proclaim that it's the happiest season of all, but not all of them. Rudolph is bullied. Frosty is snowman. He meets some children, becomes their friends, and he melts away. But on the more serious side, I'll Be Home for Christmas was written during the height of World War II. Ends with the person being home only in their dreams. And the Christmas shoes one. The one with the little boy trying to get money to buy shoes for his, his mother, who's terminally ill. These songs may resonate with people because they're catchy, but also because the words echo what they're feeling, their thoughts and their feelings. Do the sad songs speak truth to us? Do the songs and the emotions they bring maybe make the night a little bit darker? Isaiah says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them light shines. While Isaiah is announcing good news, he's also acknowledging the reality of the darkness. Not physical darkness, but a spiritual, emotional, or mental darkness that binds us. A darkness that's impenetrable and never-ending, and one that isn't imaginary, or it's just in our heads. The darkness is real, powerful, and persistent, and it's not something that'll go away if we just ignore it. 
The worst thing about the darkness is that Satan is the evil one behind it. He has a list of ways to keep you in the dark. Look at the Rudolph song and movie. Rudolph is picked on for being different, and you have the island of misfit toys. Certainly hope that none of us have ever been bullied or aren't being bullied, but there's still plenty of other events that can bring on darkness. Divorce can cast shadow on lives of couples, children, and their extended families. Stressed out parents bickering or yelling at their children bring gloom to this joyous season. Halls aren't decked with boughs of, of holly when families are separated or when people can't make it home. And there's not a lot of fa-la-las when finances are tight and the bills aren't being paid or when there's sickness or illness affecting a loved one. Satan's greatest weapon for keeping us in the dark, though, is sin. The sin which permeates all of our lives. He loves the darkness that falls over us when the sins of others are inflicted upon us. When we're used and abused, when we're forced to endure the despicable behavior, behavior and hatred of others, the darkness that comes over us can sometimes seem inescapable. And when he entices us to commit a sin, when we're the ones with the despicable behavior and hatred, when we're the ones in the shadows, especially when we try to rationalize our sins, minimize them, maybe even enjoy them or repeat them, he loves it too when we know what we're doing when we commit that hated sin. And when, when we're overpowered by the blackness of the guilt and the regret, the darkness of sin is truly the blackest. The darkness of sin, of the sorrows of life, of the hardships of the existence, bring on the pain that maybe some of us experience during this Christmas time. Sorrow, grief, loneliness, anger, regret. They all extinguish the light of this joyous season. So maybe we avoid trying to do anything Christmas. We avoid the songs, the trees, the lights, or the parties. Maybe some of us do everything Christmassy, all while faking the smiles and the laughter. The darkness can seem unrelenting and unending, unending, but I assure you that it isn't because the light has come. We have walked in the darkness Maybe many of us feel like we still walk in that darkness. But in the Savior born this night in the city of David, you will find the light that dispels the horrible darkness of sin. St. John put it this way. The light shines in the darkness and in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. He is the light of the world, and he has come to give you hope and life and peace. The darkness of sin and the devil, the darkness of sorrow, and pain are put to flight by the light that shines in that darkened stable. When Isaiah says, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, he is saying that this child is born and given to you and I. The child isn't given in some great, or in some general way, nor is the child given for some and not for others. But this child, the son of David, is yours. We can look upon his face and know that it's true. Hope and help have come to each of us. Like I said before, Isaiah wrote these words some 700 years before the first incredible Christmas. But he wrote them as if they already happened. The light wasn't just coming, it had already come. The darkness wasn't going to be dispelled, it was dispelled. So whatever God has promised you is as good as being done. A light has come to dispel your darkness. His peace isn't just coming. It's already here. Your hope isn't on the way. It's already here. 
Not in a little bit, we'll be having our candlelight service. Now I have a few thoughts we'd like to share about that. Matthew chapter five, verses 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. So if we turned off the lights right now, which we'll be doing shortly, and the only candle lit in this whole church was that Christ candle there in the center, and we didn't pass it down the aisles like we usually do, might be some confusion, some people may be disappointed, maybe even some of you might be angry that we didn't do our normal candle lighting service. Got to thinking a little more on that, and we are going to light the candles as usual, but I want to challenge you with something, and it might not be easy to, to hear or understand. The candle lighting ceremony is supposed to represent the Christ, the light of Christ being passed from one person to another. How many of us have been praying for unbelieving friends and family, praying for the opportunity to share Christ with them? In our church, and I assume churches around the world, people pray for that a lot ways to share Christ with those unbelieving people. Are you one of them? What have you done about it? How many of the pastor's inspiring words have been handed out? He hands two out every week for the past three or four weeks, maybe. I've read that only about 5% of born-again Christians will attempt to lead someone to Christ. So here's a little question for you to think about. Why is it okay for us to do a fake candlelighting service in here if we don't take it outside of the four walls. We need to be that candle outside of the four walls to be that light of Christ. If we don't do that, how is God being honored by it? But know what happens in congregations probably all over the U.S.? We, get, we light our candles and then we put them under a bowl before we leave the church. We're stingy with the light. Maybe we're afraid if we give it away, we'll lose it for ourselves. Or we're afraid of the, maybe the wrong type of person might, might get it. There is no wrong type of person. Maybe we say, well, they don't deserve it. There's nobody that doesn't deserve it. Maybe we're afraid of what people will think of us. Maybe it's that it's just not on the forefront of our minds. And I have a great example of that before we begin that lighting service. Over the past week, I had four people at work. I asked them to go hunting with me. And that's one of them come to church Christmas Eve service. It's not on the forefront of my mind. So tonight, as we light those candles, I pray that we transfer the light into us so that we can take that light out and share the light of Christ with others. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for all the blessings you bestow on us, and we praise your holy name. Please provide us with the wisdom, the courage, and the strength to spread the shining light of Christ beyond these four walls to others. Amen. Now, we will join in singing Silent Night, Holy Night. Well, the lights will be dim. If I can have the ushers come up to light their candles from the Christ candle.
when you light your candle, the ushers will hold theirs straight up. That way the wax doesn't go over. we keep them lit and sing joy to the world. Leave it's number 125. Yeah, 125.
please extinguish your candles and on the way out put them in the box in the back please receive the benediction the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face toward you and give you peace merry christmas, merry christmas.